On this second episode of Any Given Fun Day this week, I am honored, I'll say it about 40 more times, but I'm truly honored to be joined by a Capital District, Capital Region legend, Mr. Afram himself, the soccer-owning guru, the beast himself, comes on the podcast, talks to me about everything that has to do with the buildup of Afram Sports, what it is now, where it's going, where it's been. It's an awesome episode. It's a great interview. He's one hell of a dude. Um, so enjoy this inter- interview with with Afram and you know thanks to our sponsors Cosmic Donuts 12 months of June. Uh, Ray couldn't be here. He's at home grinding some Twitch doing the giveaway. Uh, congratulations to Kelly Hayes for winning our tournament challenge the Fun Day tournament challenge for March Madness. Ladies and gentlemen, an interview with a legend in the Capital District area. I'm super excited for you guys to hear it. And uh, as always, make sure. You let the fun days roll. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am... Beyond honored to have uh, a local legend, for, uh, dare I say local legend, uh, on the podcast here tonight, Mr. Afram. Afram himself, I won't even say the last name, he's just Afram. That's all he is. Afram, what is going on? Welcome to the podcast. It is an honor to have you. Well, a lot is going on. It's always, um, in my world, it's very, very entertaining. I live a good life. I love to hear that. Well, Afram... Without without getting uh you know too too much small talk, I want to hear from you. You're you're a le- the name Afram is a legend around here, right? Like that is that that is the coveted name here in the Capital District. Can you can you please tell me how you took your name Afram and built it into this this franchise, really Afram? Well, I don't, growing up as a kid, I always said I had two difficult names: my first name and my last name. So if people could say my first name. I said, then that's it. You know, that's all they need to say. So everybody started knowing me as Afram, Afram, Afram. And eventually some business guy who was a lot smaller than I was at the time, um, I was going to open up a soccer shop and he said, you should call it Afram. I go, why? He said, that's what everybody knows you. You, you know, you call it something else. They're not going to know. And so, you know, this was when Madonna was popular. I go, how cool would it be to be known by one name? So I went with Afram. Wow. Just an that's so crazy to me. So, can you take me through how you opened up this business? Like, when was it? When was it truly established? I mean, I'm only 22 years old, and I've been living here my whole life. And I've known Afram before. I probably knew how to say like even my mom's name. Like, I, I knew Aframs before that. Yeah. Uh, well, when I graduated out of college, I obviously had a passion for soccer, and I wanted to play year round. So for me, winter did not mean you don't play indoor. You just got to find a place to play. So we were always looking for, for gym space here, gym space there. And um, the Washington Avenue Armory, which is in downtown Albany, was this place that sat empty. And um, the Albany Patroons had just finished their, their basketball season there. They were moving on to what was then the Pepsi Arena. And I said, I went, I went there and said, guys, um, can I use your field? And they said, yes. Well, I guess I wasn't the only one that wanted to play indoor because every every year 
more people wanted to play. So what started out as once a week became twice a week, then it became four days a week, and then ultimately became seven days a week. And honestly, it's just one field growth at a time. Okay, so we're so we started right at the the Pepsi Arena, the Times Union Center, whatever you want the to Washington call it. Washington Avenue Armory. Okay, the so Washington we're at the Washington Avenue, Avenue Armory. Armory. Okay, you got so it. So we're back there now. All right, so that's where I'm getting my COVID vaccine in a couple of weeks, but that's that's beyond the you know that's whatever. But so okay, so we're there, and now can you can you keep taking me through the steps? So you, so first you're at the Armory. How do you get to? How do you open up that first dome? Um, right there. Uh, you know, on Albany Shaker. So we're um, we're playing there. We're you know it's busy and everything. All of a sudden, one year they come up to me and they say, "Hey, there's a roof leak and it's a problem, and it could be like a million dollars to fix it." This is at the at the armory, right? Yeah. So I said, "Well, I don't have that kind of money." So basically, they were saying, "You really can't come back here next year." So I quickly looked at what big building was available and um, what we call the Connie facility, which is 636 Albany Shaker Road, used to be a tennis facility back in the day in the 80s and 70s and 80s. It was very, very popular, busy place. It was the place for tennis, but tennis had died down. And so this building sat empty and I knew that. So I basically called them up and said, hey, can I move my business into your building? And so that's when we moved into the Connie location, which was really nice. We used to have two boarded fields there and two non-boarded fields. And eventually I took away the boards and just decided, let's play without boards. Awesome. Okay, so how old are you when you when you first get that first dome on 636 Albany Shaker? I'm in my 30s, you know, um, which I guess is good because when, if, you know, if you go in business sometimes and you have no experience, you don't know what you're doing, it, it really is easy to mess up. That's why a lot of businesses fail. In my case, you know, I'm a little older now. I've, I've had this experience and I grew slow, like literally one field at a time. So that helped a lot. Okay, cool. So were you doing, so while you were at the Washington Avenue Armory, were you doing, were you doing any side gigs or was it just like trying to kind of slowly build up your business um, just through soccer? Were you doing like any other side hustles to kind of, you know, make some money? Um, good question. I had a soccer shop. That okay. was the first thing I did. So basically I had a soccer shop in, in the mall, in the mall. So, you know, but it was very fruitful. Believe me, we were, I was barely surviving there, but between the two, I was barely making a living, but it wasn't the kind of living that, you know, you can raise a family. So I was single. I was living, you know, in low rent places. So I actually was living with other people, sharing apartments. So I was making ends meet. That's awesome. Okay. So now we have, so, so now you have this business, right? You have Aframs and you start this place and you start, you know, building the soccer, the soccer fields there. And I know when I started going there, Afrim, there was there was even more than soccer. You had the concession stand. There was there was like I, I remember there was a training facility in there. And then before you know it, I'm 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 eleven or twelve years old and I'm playing flag football in there. Can you tell me how all that stuff you know kind of became? Uh, so now I'm getting older and I have a daughter, okay. and I'm looking at this three year old kid, and I'm thinking, okay. Before this, you could take this like a hobby or like fun, you know, but now you have a daughter and you, you have to know where your next dollar is coming from, where next month, where your money is coming from next year. So 
that's when I said, I got to take this serious. So I started going to conventions where they had other, other indoor sports facility people meeting. And when I would go to these meetings, I would search out the people that were successful. And it's easy because in the meetings, you just quickly learn this guy's doing a million dollars. This guy's doing $4 million. So I would literally go to them and say, so if you don't mind, can I visit your facility or can we talk about what you're doing? And a lot of these people were great because we, I was not a threat. I mean, some of them were in Chicago, some were in Pennsylvania, California, you know, Seattle. So they all were very helpful. And they would give me tips and they would tell me. So that's when they said, you know, if you can do food and if you can do these little kids where you start the kids at two years old. Because when I went into business, I just wanted to play with my buddies. Now it's like you can start kids at two years old. You can do camps. You can, you can do multiple things. And, and so that's when it really started running like a business. Okay, cool. And so did you, there's so many different ways I can go with this right now. I'm just kind of intrigued by the whole thing. So you start going and you see these other, you see these other places and you're saying, okay, you know, this is what I want to do. And when is it uh, from, and, and this may have, we may backtrack a little bit here, but where was it that you, was it when you had your child that you were like, okay, this is a real thing? Or was it before that when you were like, okay, this is probably going to be you know, my, my career, I'm turning into an entrepreneur here. Like, what was that, what was that deciding factor for you where it was like, okay, this is it? No, I just think it was, like I said, looking at my daughter and saying, I have to take care of this person. I have to, you know, provide for her. I have to, you know, have a good apartment, you know, a place where she can sleep. I can't live with other people and have a kid. So it was just, that was my motivation. So all you need is something to spark you to say, you know what? I'll get up early. I'll do this. I'll do that. There's things that you might not have had as much energy for or planning. Now it was like, no, I'm going to plan. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to, you know, do things more seriously. I'm going to learn to say no to. So my friends say, hey, you want to play here? You want to play there? I used to play everywhere. And if anybody called me for a game, I would go. Gotcha. And then I said, hey, I would love to go, but, you know, I'm opening up the facility or I've got to lay down turf. And so I would miss things just to make sure that the business was run properly or the way some of these other people were doing it. Gotcha. And here's a, here's a good question for you. When did you, when did, have you, first of all, because I know you were just riding your bike before this, have you hung up the cleats yet from playing soccer? No. Um, I joined um, a master's division we run here. It's over 40, 40 plus. And so Wednesday night, it's run as pickup. So people just show up and we break into teams and, and, you know, we play. Um, on Sundays, we have a league. So there's six teams in that league, over 40. And I just love it. I play. Awesome. So my skill, I, I'm one of the older people because I'm 63. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the guys, the average age, I would say, is probably like 45 to 50. But um, my skill, so I tell people, be skillful. You, you can use it forever. I love that. All right. So you're still playing. So now, Afrim, we're going to get into, you know, this is this is more recent stuff, too. So now you have that first facility. Obviously, without going into depth, it's a very successful business. What is it that, that you know, kind of pulls you or forces you to open up that no, another facility, that new facility that's right down at the end of Albany Shaker, at the, or at the end of Sand Creek, rather, um, right there on the other side of the, the airport on Albany Shaker? Oh, the new one? Yeah. Um I guess, first of all, it's, it's different. This one has outdoor field. 
So this made it so that my staff could work year round. And so, you know, that was one factor. Two, I've always, I mean, just because we were playing indoor a lot, I, I run a, a soccer club, um, Albany Alley Cats, and they have 33 teams. And we would always rent fields. We would rent fields from St. Rose and everywhere. And so I said, why don't we build a sports park where that club can use it, and then we can start outdoor leagues. And so, you know, it's, 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 that's my dream. That was my passion. It was like, one day I'm going to build a sports park. Awesome. And so it is. And, you know, when you visit other cities, I would visit all these other cities. And my daughter, my kids play. I also coach. We would visit all these other towns, New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Massachusetts and, and further. And I would always say, why do they get to have these beautiful fields? Like, why can't we have that in Albany? And it was that stuck in the back of my head. And I said, you know, we're, we're going to get it. I, I convinced the banks because I was doing pretty well. The banks said, so we'll loan, we'll loan you this big loan and we did it that's yeah and i've been over there a couple times and it's insane um i've had my fair share of friends over the last 10 15 years play for the alley cats and and play for these these teams that that are uh you know that was really created by you um for the listeners that don't know about the alley cats can you kind of just tell me you know in a broad way um where like where have you guys been i know this is this isn't just a, a local team this is this is a team that's you know, you're a travel team and, and you're really a, a great, great, you know, organization. Can you just tell me a little bit about the Alley Cats too? Right. So, you know, obviously in our area, there, there are 40 clubs. And so towns like Bethlehem will have a club. Gildolin will have a club. Clifton Park, will, they all have clubs. But the Shockers, I mean, the Alley Cats were meant to be a club that took some of the kids and wanted more. Like they wanted to travel. They wanted to train more. So they, they'll train three times a week. Some clubs train two. Some even train one. So they train more. And thus, because they're so good, they have a hard time playing their own age in this area. And then they end up playing out of town. So they'll play Long Island, New Jersey. And the leagues that they play in are regional. And to give you an example, my daughter, when she won, she kept going. And so two years, two years ago, we were at Indianapolis playing in a tournament because he was the national champ at her age. So the Alley Cats definitely travel up and down the East Coast. That's awesome. And I know you kind of gave me a little, little teaser there, but I did hear the Shockers. Can you, without, I'm not, I'm, I'll let you talk all about it, Afrim. Can you tell me about the Shockers and, and what's what we should look forward to? So um, when I, I had one of the facilities that I had was uh, Center City rink in Schenectady. It was across the street from Proctor's, yeah. right downtown Schenectady. And it, it was a hockey rink that had failed as a hockey rink. And the people there and the mayor, people said, would you like to do soccer here? Yeah, I said, sure. So we we laid down turf where there used to be ho- hockey ice. And it had 800 seats. So it was like a little mini stadium. And we loved it. So we, we formed this team, Shockers. We played in these indoor leagues. Five out of seven years, we went to the Nationals. And the Nationals for that league were in Las Vegas, in California, Chicago, Dallas, Virginia. And so, you know, again, we would take this team. We had, we had a blast. I mean, you're taking the best people in the Capital District, putting them on a team and saying, here you go, play all the facilities. So that's 
you know, that went away for a while because I got busy with the facilities. I really said, I need to focus on making these successful, each building. And so while I was doing that, of course, in the back of my head is always like, we just built this beautiful stadium and we don't have a team that calls it home. I said, we need to bring, we need to get a team. And then my staff knew about the Shockers. They're like, no, we got to call it the Shockers. I was actually going to do name the team contest. But they were like, no, we like the Shockers. Shockers are good. Bring back the Shockers. So we're bringing back the Shockers in not just a male version, but also a female version. So we have two teams, and these are going to be the top amateur players in the Capital District area. Anywhere between here, Poughkeepsie, Plattsburgh, Syracuse, we're just going to search out the best kids and say, if you want to play with people that are playing at a high level, this is the place. And so as far as amateur goes, that can be anybody from, what, 18 until what? I mean, do you, is there any limit or do you want, is it just the best players around here? The best players. So, you know, obviously you can have exceptional high school kids. So you can have an exceptional senior, you know, maybe one or two that could possibly make the team, but most of them are going to come from college. So colleges will stop playing in about a month. And then these kids are on their own to play. And this league is set up so that we can take advantage of having college kids play. So you'll get your best college players. So Siena may have three kids. You Albany will give us three kids. And then obviously we have kids from the Capital District that go away. So there's a kid that goes to Brown. He'll probably play here because he'll be home for, you know, during the summer. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's, that's great. Uh, so is there going to be, is it going to be a recruiting process Afrim, or are you going to go more of the tryout process? Both. So, um, the soccer community tends to be, you know, close knit people. A lot of people play in our facilities. So we'll, we'll, we reach out to people who say, you know, Hey Bob, don't you know three kids? Hey Tim, don't you know two? And we'll get them to contact the people for us and say, Hey, you know, you should go to these tryouts. And then we're going to start promoting within the buildings with posters and things. So it is a little bit of both. We put out there on the internet. We have a website and we've noticed that people have filled up, you know, from the, just from the website without us contacting anyone. It's always interesting to see what type of people apply. And we have people that play in our indoor leagues. Oh yeah. Um, so I guess we'll, I, I want to touch on the shockers a little bit more in a second again. Um, but Afrim on a more broader note, can you kind of explain, because I know that there's a lot of people out there that want to become these entrepreneurs, that want to follow their dreams, just like you followed your dreams to go out there and open up a facility and kind of just, you know, grind it out and, and take the hard road instead of just settling for something. Can you give anybody some advice that maybe has a big dream, maybe not opening a soccer facility, but whatever their dream may be? Can you kind of give your guidance of what you would do if you were them? Well, I think, I think it's really important that people follow their passion. Like this has been my passion. So where somebody would have, would wake up and go, I got to go do that. I would be like, I would wake up really quick and, and ready to go because I knew I was going to be laying down turf or, or I knew I was going to be refereeing a game. And so it, it's this passion that never made it look like a job because if you're doing something you love, then there's no limit to how much effort or, or you'll put into it. I remember we people would ask me, you know, hey, you know, we're going out. I used to go, no, I got to run a tournament tomorrow and I want to make sure everything's right. I was passionate about it, so it was easy to give it up. 
if somebody wasn't passionate, they'd go out with their buddies and drink that night. So I think people is really important that they find what they like. Now, because I liked it, I never even planned. I wish I could tell somebody, oh, yeah, I sat there and I said, this is what I'm going to do in three years, five years, ten years. It was definitely not like that at the beginning. It was just do the right thing, be honest with people, give them a good schedule, treat them right when they get in the building. I mean, it, the way I look at it is if you give people what they want, they're going to give you what you want. So find something that people want. Like, for example, the phone, the iPhone. It, it, back in the day, remember at the very beginning when it came out, not everybody had one. Right. But they kept making it better and better. You know, it, the, the camera came with it, right? And then it was a flashlight. And then it was Google on it. Then it was maps. And, I mean, it just they kept making the phone better and better. It wasn't just music and a phone, because that's what it thought out of. You remember back at the beginning? Yeah, just an iPod. But, exactly. So once they started making it better, now look, who do you know that doesn't have a phone? So they didn't think about that then. They just kept adding another feature, another feature. That's what we do here at Apple. So like, wouldn't it be cool if we had outdoor fields? Wouldn't it be cool if we had another dome? Wouldn't it be cool if we had lights on the field? It just, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we had a sports bar? How about that? A sports bar at the facility so that people don't have to get in their cars and drive somewhere else. And just parking along the fields. I don't know if you've been at the sports park, but oh, yeah. there's things that we've done. Wouldn't it be better if we had it so there's trees and the wind doesn't affect the game? You keep doing that. Or a good one is the fireplace. I remember one year at Colony, we... There was, there was no fireplace. And people always, when you come there and you see it, you think it was always there. It wasn't. It was like a little pit, we called it. And one day I was like, skiing. Was, Wouldn't it be nice if we had like a ski lodge effect at one of our facilities? I mean, we're all busy in the winter. So I decided I'm going to put in a fireplace, 20 grand to put the fireplace in. And my brother was like, why are we doing this? I said, because people are going to like it. <laughs> sure enough, they do like it. So. Oh, yeah, they do. I guess. I guess if you, just again, just give people what they want and do it in something that you like. That's, that's as simple as it gets. Thing. People have said, you're going to sell it. You want to work for this company? I was like, no, I, I'm sorry. I don't really believe in that product the way you, you do, so I wouldn't do it. And so that's my advice to people. Find something you like because it'll be easier to spend tons of energy on it. It's it's simple. Um Ah, from your genius, man. Uh, so I guess I got a couple more questions for you here, and I know you're 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 a busy dude enough. Um, let's touch on the shockers a little bit more, and I got one more question for you. So, Afrim, can you tell me do do we have a, a set date right now for the shockers to kind of do those tryouts and stuff like that? Right. So the men's shockers tryouts are April twentieth and twenty second. Okay. Here at the sports park, and then you know at eight thirty where the women's tryouts are April 21st at 8.30 and on the 25th at 7 p.m. And I, these days, everyone just get on, the, get on the website. You know, if you go to NewYorkShockers.com, you'll get that. But it is good to know that it is coming. I mean, it's, it's getting there. NewYorkShockers.com, NewYorkShockers.com. Make sure you check that out. from my last question for you. And this is just because you're the entrepreneur. You're the man that just, you know, you, you said it, you know, keep doing what people want. Afrim, what's next? Really just making it 
better so that like you know just keep asking people like what 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 does my phone my iPhone need what what's the next thing I could do to my iPhone what's the next thing I can do to make my facility better is one so we're always trying to make it better and then two if I can make it accessible and that's why I just opened up a place up in Malta right mm-hmm. because it's it, we have good facilities but there's people up there in Malta that are traveling all the way down here so if I can open up a place right there and give it to you close well, that makes it more accessible. It's like making a phone cheap enough so everybody can buy it. That's what I, I look at that as. So I'm going to make fields accessible to people, and I'm going to improve them. Because the goal here, as we always say, is grow and improve sports participation. I love it. Um, the legend, Afram. I mean, there's really nothing else I can say. You you don't need a last name, man. You, you go right by that <laughs> first name, and you kill it. Uh, Afram, I got a new thing that uh, that I'm going to need you to say for me right at the end of this episode and uh you know I'll, I'll make sure to tag you plug you in and everything but Afram, can i get a can i get a let the fun days roll from you before we end this episode meaning i just want you to straight up say it let the fun days roll oh let the fun days roll i love that ladies and gentlemen Afram, a living legend a capital district legend Afram, it was a pleasure having you on and i look forward to talking to you again in the future you the man I'll play with being on with you and let the fun roll, baby. <laughs>